Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, I'm Kevin, and I'm a dumb dad. Hey guys, I'm Evan, and I'm a dumb dad. Cheers, dummy. Cheers, dummy. Virtual, virtual cheers. Cheers. We're having our drinks, and uh, we usually do beer. Usually, but sometimes we switch it up because sometimes we're in a pandemic, and you got to make do with what you got. That's right. What did you sometimes? What did you sometimes? I just have a. I just sometimes a glass of whiskey. What do you got? Little brown water. I. uh, Mm -hmm. I sometimes. I don't even know. Okay, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. Do you drink, uh, are you the sparkling water guy? The flavored sparkling water train? Chew, chew? Oh, reluctantly. Reluctant. <laughs> why? The flavored sparkling water? It's healthy. That's why. Because I get sick of drinking, because I get sick of drinking water all day, and I just want something to switch it up. I don't need it in my life. I don't crave them. I enjoy them. But that's about it. I get that, yeah, but it's some, it's you know better than drinking soda yeah. all day long. That's the thing. Whatever. I don't we Whiskey don't keep soda long. in our house anymore. Yeah, exactly. I used to okay. be horrible. Okay, well, yeah. So we drink uh, a couple different ones, a couple different ones. But Lacroix, Lacroix, the French, the French one. <laughs> uh, I, I was at uh, I was shopping the other day. I looked down and I said, Oh, I, I've tried lemon before, but they had limoncello flavored. Now I like limoncello, which is a Italian. After dinner drink, very lemony, uh, usually served like ice cold, freezing cold. Can, can, can I just, uh, is it, it's pronounced limoncello. Limoncello? Okay. What did you think of it? Lemoncello? Yeah. Well, limoncello, I was, I mean, I was trying to be fancy. So you don't know. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> it's limoncello. Okay. So here. I'll bet $25. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's shake on anyway, it. Anyway, so I, th- I think I'm thinking, oh, this ought to be good. This will be good. So I bring it home. I try it. It's no good. It doesn't it doesn't capture that essence that you're looking for. It <laughs> sounds cold, it sounds terrible. Carbonated water. It's uh, it was a little bit too vanilla-y somehow, oh. uh, and and more sweet than tart. And both Katie and I thought, oh, this definitely misses the mark. Maybe I'm sure somebody likes it. I don't like it. And so now, what do we do with this? We have a whole box of it. And Katie was like, hey, we could, you know what we could do is squeeze some lemon in here. A little bit of limon, limoncello uh, LaCroix. Squeeze a lemon, some vodka. Maybe that mm-hmm. freshens it up a little bit. It's not so bad. Sure. I was like, hey, that's a pretty good idea. Which turned into that plus some frozen blueberries shaken. Okay. Thought that was a pretty good move. It was surprisingly, like, not sweet at all and definitely needed something else. So... We put some more lemon in there just to kind of overpower the still vanilla flavor that lingered. And um, I put a little bit of Aperol in there as the, as the sweetener. And it rounded it out to about a B plus. It's okay. <laughs> but that's what I got. <laughs> that, I don't know why it made me think of this, but your description of how much you screwed up the drink on ingredient four that you had to go to seven ingredients just kind of reminded me of the nightmare before Christmas when she's making the sleepy potion 
And she just keeps screwing it up and just keeps adding things. That's kind of what it was. Yeah, exactly. Just worse and worse. Those, so that was going to be my, my question to you really quickly was, what, at what point when you're going to make yourself something like this to drink, when you realize you've kind of, not that you, I didn't screw it. We didn't screw it up. It just wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you already got the spirit in there. You've already mixed the drink. You've already made, you know, we made a double so we could sh- each have one. And you taste it and it's like, eh. At one point, do you just abandon it and toss it? Well, well kind of. I kind of saved it. It's just really not that bad. It's you actually wouldn't imagine that there's like five things in here or six things in here, but it, it, it tastes fine now. It's okay. It's yeah. not. It's it's not blowing my socks off, but it's fine. But at one point, you're just like, I can't even save this. You know the be- <laughs> you know the best thing I learned. This is a little bartending tip for all you dads out there um, and moms. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> But uh, the, the mom, our mom crowd. My my many my in my many years of bartending, uh, I don't I I think I remember who taught me this trick, a buddy of mine, Jared. But he, uh, if a drink is not great, if you're like oh, too many ingredients here and there, if it's a drink like a vodka drink, um, triple sec will almost always save it, and that has proven true, time and time again. Triple sec, hmm. Because, I don't know, it's just a good equalizer. You put it in, and it, it mellows out a cocktail. It's got sweetness in it. Yeah, it's got that citrus. It's a little citrus, maybe a little bit sweet. tart. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a little pro tip for you guys. Keep a bottle of triple sec and never that's use it. That's a little it. bit like, Aperol's got a little bit of that vibe to it. So that, that probably sure. is, uh, that, yeah, that definitely be good. Uh, is the route we took. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Good dad tip. Thanks. Look at that. Guys, that was organic. You guys heard that organically, man. So anyway, that's what I have. Stick with us. Um, well, I suppose we should... Uh, I mean, we should touch upon what's going on uh, outside of, uh, the, you know, outside of obviously the, the quarantine and of the pandemic, but... I would love to. We try not to talk about it because it's just a bummer. <laughs> and it's just stick with it, stick with your guns. But obviously with these... With these protests, George Floyd, Brianna, Brianna Taylor, and, and it just keeps adding up. And, um, you know, it, it's it's a difficult thing um, not to talk about with your kids because you're – I mean, it's difficult to talk to your kids. I don't know where you're at, but uh, it's important to talk to your kids. And, and just so everybody's clear where we stand, obviously, we stand with Black Lives Matter. We do believe that um, – there needs to be something done with the police in the form of, of defund the police. And I, I think if I'm only going to make any kind of statement personally, I just ask people to educate themselves. If anybody's rolling their eyes, if you know a cop who's a good person, um, I'm just asking you to just educate yourselves. I have to educate myself. I have to continually educate myself. Um, I will continually educate myself and just like learn about the history of this country, learn about um, all the things that go on with the police and, and, and black people in particular but all people of color, but specifically black people. And uh, I just think there's a lot of, you know, the problem with social media, I feel like everyone has a hot take. Um, I feel like I've said this on the podcast before that the problem with having um, information at your fingertips is you don't need finger t- information at your finger t- or you don't need information in your brain. So people read one thing and that's it. And that's, that's a fact to them instead of learning stuff. And uh, I think, it's a really important time for everybody to educate themselves because this happened, you know, um, this has been happening obviously since the beginning of this country, but, uh, you know, it happened in Ferguson and, and we had different opinions and moved on because we were all so silent. 
which you were kind of saying before we started this, um, you know, everybody has to speak up and everybody has to talk to their friends and, and white people need to talk to their white friends and uh, get the word out. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I think uh, uh, that's why I kind of thought I would, I would love to address this with you. Now, we know we're not pretending to be any sort of like professional parenting podcast or anything, but we're still a couple of people that care about our families and care about the people around us and everyone in this country. And mm-hmm. it's yeah. sort of like a culmination of a couple of things I've been listening to, but it was so clear that like, I think we were talking about before that we, you know, we like to have, uh, we like to have fun about raising our children and making, not making light yeah. of it, but making light of it in the sense that not any one decision you make is don't put too much pressure on yourself. It's, it's more of a, repetitive act of kindness and thought and education with your children uh, in order to raise your children. But it's yeah. s- certainly okay, and we love to do it more than anybody here, is to laugh at your we're mistakes. Laughing at, we're laughing yeah, at us laugh getting at it wrong. that you get wrong. Yeah. Um, uh, because also, you know, that's how you learn. You, we, uh, hopefully, you should. <laughs> it's okay, super okay to fail at something mm-hmm. because that's how you learn. The most important thing is learning from that. Um, but the, yeah. so in, in, in that sense that we are sort of a, we're sort of a podcast that is can be fun to listen to, but it can be a distraction. Um, but that's exactly, in in some ways, why we are in the situation that we are now, is that you eliminate sports and television shows, and on top of that, being able to go out with your friends or meet new people or socialize, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. All of your distractions are taken away from you, and then... Something happens again, yet again, uh, like that happened to George Floyd and his family. And all of a sudden, it becomes clear to the whole country, whoa, things are not okay. And we need to do something about this right now, Uh, which which has been sort of the optimistic look I've taken on it, is that that it's like everything's so clear now that we know what to do and we're, we're sick of it, you know, we're sick of it and it's going to change yeah. now. Um, and I think the, the yeah. only other thing I'll say really quickly is that I, hopefully, well, I guess that I'll, I was going to say this as well, that, so the, the protests actually, um, came like a mile from our house. They marched up this main boulevard here up by our house near mm-hmm. to the courthouse. And the courthouse yeah. is like a mile from us. This is probably the second or third day of protesting. And, there was, I don't know, I mean, I mean, there was, you could count them, four, five, six, five, six helicopters sort of roaming around the whole area most of the day. Um, mm-hmm. This is in Van Nuys, California. There's been a lot of footage of what happened in Van Nuys, California as well. But you could just hear it all day long. You yeah. Mostly could just hear helicopters. You could hear a couple bangs go off here and there. Um, and we're just thinking, you know, we weren't really that nervous. It's not really, it's, it's not going to pull into residential areas, really. But we're just hoping everything, that it remains a peaceful protest. Um, but you could still hear some stuff going on all day. And But uh, the more and more it kept going, the more I just got this urge to, like, grab my camera, go capture some, like, document some of it, and and stand with the people in a, in a peaceful protest. And I was really wrestling with it because it was like, I, I really want to go out there. I really want to just, like, I, I was, like, felt like just grabbing my camera and running out of the house with a mask, you know? And then... Yeah, and now much younger, without a family, I'm, I would have, I would have, wouldn't even have, you know, thought about it twice, really. 
But I'm thinking, okay, so but I also I wrestle yeah, with wanting to be responsible for my family, but I still need to be the voice. Um, and it's it's I think it's fine, and it and it needs to be something to do to post on social media, etc. But you feel like okay, that's such like a moment, and I hope somebody sees it. Really, you just want to flood the information. But what what can I do? I feel like I want to run out of the house, but I got to stay here, and. Mostly you don't run out of the house because I don't trust other people. And things happen so quickly and can go so negative so quickly. I sort of had this clarifying moment, and and here's where I'll I'll end with this for kind of what we're talking about. It felt like, actually, you know what? One more person out there standing with a sign is a smaller impact than I have at home continuing to teach my children uh, and educate my children not only what our country is now, but help them have the, th- have the forethought to think about the country that they want to live in moving forward. Because how many people that can they, if, if you instill that information in our little kids' lives now, especially being white people, you instill that information in their brains now, yeah. the amount of people that they will reach over their lifetime with that information in their heart is much more powerful than me, like just running out of the house and wanting to go and, and yell and scream for a little bit, you know? And so that's where I kind of landed with it. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I love the protests. I love that people are out there, but that's just kind of how, that was kind of my take on it. It's like, yeah, that's my, my take similar. Um, it obviously sounds like you didn't have a good idea for a sign, which is why <laughs> you didn't feel like you'd make a difference. Um, Kevin, which is fine. I love you, man. <laughs> but uh, we did go to the protest. Um, uh, That's great. The whole family. Yeah, throw me and, under the bus. Uh, That's great. We went to the no- <laughs> the North Hollywood one because uh, we felt like we had to. And uh, ridiculous. <laughs> uh, no, we. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I I agree and I understand in everything that you're saying and. Uh, I think for a lot of people, that is their concern and worry, and it is something to be concerned and worry about. Um, my wife has asthma. We don't know if coronavirus would collapse her lung. Um, Let me just stop you. So, Let me pause you really quick right yeah. there. And that is like, before I even thought about the risk of spreading the disease further, overpopulating the hospital, that was also, that like sort of kind of came right. in as a wave of like, oh yeah, yeah. also this. Also, we don't want to right. go back to first responders collapsing because they're being overworked and about all this stuff. I will, I will say, it, it, will, it wasn't a dumb dad moment. It felt like a dumb dad moment. So we went to the protest. It was North Hollywood one, so it was right down the street from us. So we walked there. So we didn't have to worry about like, driving and, and whatever and with a car and just like walk the kids there. And we're like, hey, we're going to go to this protest. I want you to stay away from everybody, which is pretty hard to do. Um, but everybody's pretty good about keeping their distance and we just stayed on like the outside bubble of the whole protest and we protested with them and we listened to some great speeches and then we marched and, um, that's where it got like kind of dicey in terms of like, no, you weren't six feet apart. Um, just for like a a minute or so, (laughs) but then, uh, so we marched and I don't need to explain streets to everybody, but there's a major intersection. Um, for those who do know, it's Magnolia and... Vineland in North Hollywood. And it's a very big intersection, like both lanes, all the lanes are, you know, two car lanes. 
<laughs> and uh, we're just like walking with a stroller and our daughter and marching. And it's actually very emotional. At one point, our daughter unintentionally was um, helping lead a chant, which was a really sweet moment. It was just that her timing was off. It wasn't that she was leading. <laughs> um, but the person leading the, the chants were saying, uh, Black Lives Matter. And then my, everybody would say, Black Lives Matter. And then you kind of got in a rhythm of the people in front of you. So we actually couldn't hear the person chanting. But then my daughter was off. So she was saying, Black Lives Matter. And everyone around is just then screaming it right after her, which was a really cute moment. Um, it was a sweet moment to have her, just her saying it by herself was actually really emotional. But um, we get to this big intersection and they're like, all right, everybody, we're going to take a knee um, for George Floyd and, uh, and for everybody. But uh, we're just in the middle of the intersection. Now we're supported by the police uh, who are blocking off the traffic. But it was like, we've got a stroller with a one-year-old and a four-year-old. <laughs> and we're just like, all right. <laughs> like, the only ones with their, like, kids. And we were like, well, no, th- no, that's not true. We weren't the only ones with kids. We were the only ones with, uh, with a stroller. And I remember I was like, ah, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> this is, uh... But you know what? That's the, you know, that's my privilege to say that's the most uncomfortable I can have <laughs> exactly, things. Yeah, exactly. So, so we kind of got over Awkward it moments. Uh, no. No, it was great. That's... But, uh... I, uh... That's awesome. Yeah, a, a couple of my friends have recommended to me that there's been like a couple of like, uh, there's been a couple of protests actually pretty near us that are, go on the same time every day in a certain place. They don't go anywhere. People just kind of get together. And um, and so that I thought, actually, you know what? That'd be pretty cool to take. Uh, might be cool to take Emmett. Like if one of the days, I think it's a, it, they, they said like, it, it's, you know, 12 to four or whatever, which is like right in the middle of nap time for Henley. So not that, and she, obviously she wouldn't know what was going on anyway, but it might make an impact on Emma to say, look, no. look at all these people that really believe in what the stuff that we've been talking about, you know, because it's, it, you know, yeah, good. Of course we've been talking about it. And I get the, I guess that's the thing going back to the educational thing with the kids that's been cool is that it's not, you know, it, this isn't the first rodeo of like books that we've read or talked about equality at all. This has just been a good reminder to continue to do that for us. And yeah. And uh, maybe to clarify just a little bit what's going on right now in the world, because not giving away too many details to a five-year-old who could not un- never understand the complexity of <laughs> yeah, hate almost at all really. So it's more about just, you know, some people believe that just because you look different, you don't get to have the same cool stuff that other people get to have. It's like the cool, you know, the simplest way you can explain it. He's yeah. like, what? <laughs> Finding the, how difficult it is to even explain non, in a non-biased way that this exists in the world, some people think this, is, is proof yeah. enough that, racism is taught in the way that it's like i can't even explain of it to him without him going like wait i don't understand what <laughs> it's like uh how can i explain this and on yeah, top of, of that things, i mean you know mommy also mommy and little henley wouldn't be afforded because we're 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 boys boys also get more he's like huh 
<laughs> he just didn't get it at all. Exactly. It is like, yeah, it's explaining gender. It's explaining, I mean, because it's something that's taught racism, it is something you just have to, it's, it's less comfortable because you're like, oh, I got to repeat this. Again, because you didn't get it, um, <laughs> yeah, is like hard, but at the same, but at the same time, it's like I'm not saying it's the same. I'm saying the method is almost the same. Of like, sometimes my daughter will write, uh, like, she's learning to, she knows how to write her name, L U C Y. She knows exactly how to spell it. But then every once in a while, she'll, if she's writing her name on a piece of paper, she'll write L U, um, a C above it, and then a Y to the bottom left corner. It's called a signature, Kevin. She's practicing. And she says, <laughs> she's like, oh no, what? One time I think she did L-U-C and then put the Y at the beginning. So it was Y-L-U-C. And she's like, that's Lucy. And I was like, explained to her. I was like, no, that's not Lucy. That's, that's you look. And uh, as a Russian woman. And, and that's forgery. She, <laughs> and that's forgery. Uh, but it was one of those things. Was like I just had to keep telling her. Um, and that's what it's got to be with teaching them racism and, and uh, inequality and inequity of just like, you know, just got to keep. Just keep yeah, I feel like because I mean, I feel, I feel like where we are now in protests and society, and everyone agreeing that yes, we need change. That's okay. So what we've done, we've planted a seed. That's all we've really done. Yeah. So yeah, which is awesome because the seed kept getting planted, and then everyone would just walk away from it. Yeah. So that needs we've planted the seed. We need to continuously, as a community, hold hands and water the seed and and grow it right. But it's the same thing about teaching your children. You can't just tell, okay, hey, do this. It's you have to tell them that a hundred times. It's repetition. Yeah, repetition, repetition, repetition. repetition. Um, I, I, you know, I can't just <laughs> shove Emmett off on a bike and go, hey, don't fall down, or teaching him to. Wait, why not? Well, it doesn't work. Repetition. What we're saying. Well, boy, that's yeah, yeah. Repetition. repetition. Sorry. Okay, so I'll <laughs> keep reminding you of the conversation. <laughs> Uh, but you know what okay. I mean? Th- th- things like that that are, that are, that especially things that make it such an impact in your life, repetition, repetition, repetition until it's second nature, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I, it's just been, I'm, I'm just hoping that we as people and societies understand that this is the beginning and that repetition matters and serious change happens over time and nurturing the seed we we've planted, and that we just keep a, going with it, because that would mean that as scary and yeah. crazy as 2020 was, that was the mark of the beginning of the real change that everybody desired. That's yeah. that's what I'm holding on to. We have the chance to make this a uh, we have a, a chance to make this a chapter <clears throat> in history, yeah. and it's up yeah. to us to decide if this is just a part of it or if it's a big chapter, exactly an important chapter. So speaking of uh, um, now, do you? Do, uh, Speaking of repetition, yeah, okay. What do you have? I have one. I have one more thing. Will you I, give me something. I don't. I don't know if anybody can hear right now. I know you can hear our, our listeners. That's Moana, the movie playing in the background. <laughs> now it depends on how clever I can get with editing, but whether or not you can hear. It. <laughs> oh. Hopefully, it's not enough that this gets just taken and we get sued. But <laughs> we're we're discussing. We're like opening our 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 hearts to our listeners here about what's been happening in the world and how we can speak to our children. And it's just going to be called the Moana episode. <laughs> how far I'll go. <laughs> um, sorry. What were you going to say? No, all I was going to say was, uh, speaking of maybe change or transition, whatever you want to call it. Uh, 
During all of this, I will shout out our dear friends. Uh, how should I refer to them? If they don't, they don't know, I'm going to say. Should I just say Adam and Alicia? How about that? And their children. Sure. They, they had children at about the same time we did. We both had boys and then had crazy little wild feral girls that are scary. And uh, we had kids at like, the same time. And, and for many reasons, they decided to move back to the East Coast, basically. They moved back to Atlanta. And their little boy has been like best friends with Emmett since they, you know, since we could start introducing each other to them. And yeah. so they started, they decided they needed to move and they wanted to tell everybody. And they were like, hey, uh, we can't tell everybody now because now we're in quarantine. Right. And so like a month into quarantine, they're like, we're getting ready to move and no one knows. And <laughs> we can't get together with people to tell them. So over a Zoom call, bang, news dropped. Hey, we're moving away. And everyone was like, this is crazy. You know, we're all very close friends. Anyway, the reason I bring this up is because I just want to give a shout out to them to making it <laughs> because we saw them off. Which could only been have been the most pre-dumb dad moment I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah. They 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 hired the moving company. The moving company takes all your stuff and, and brings your cars and all that stuff for you, but you still gotta get yeah. your family there. And they went to I don't know where they got their motorhome, but it was like a, just a pretty the most standard motorhome looking thing you've ever seen in your life. If you're gonna go on a motorhome trip, it's the front end looks like a truck like a pickup truck and then you got the overhang mm-hmm. going back and it's like, yep. you know, it's like a, whatever, 18, 20 feet long, which I'm sure to Good anybody that's going to do this, you're thinking like, yeah, 18, 20 feet. It's got two three beds, whatever. It's got the overhang. This is great. They have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, a 60 pound like frat boy dog. A thirty-pound little dog and a cat, and they drove across. Oh, that's too many things. <laughs> and they drove across <laughs> the United States like that <laughs> over the course oh. of how many days is this? Like five or six days. They're there safely. They're in their new home. They're doing great. And the story Brutal. is just hilarious as to how they got there. But anyway, I just want <laughs> I just wanted to hear your thoughts about that because <laughs> I thought. Doing it with those animals and two people seems like good luck. That could be crazy. Doing it with yeah. two pa- like your parents and two little children seems kind of crazy. But to just throw the whole thing in there at once and take off oh, man. was uh, daunting to say the least. But they did it. They conquered it. Uh, I don't know this, so I'm not spreading any rumors. So don't quote me or sue me for this, but I'm going to bet they threw some Benadryl at those kids, at least on day three, <laughs> just to put them down. The best part is, like, <laughs> on all these things, they, they, they heard from multiple people and read from multiple sources, yes, you're renting an RV. You're going to go across the United States, blah, 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 blah. No, do not use the bathroom. <laughs> because it's like you, you if you're like if you're not like an RV person you yeah. have to add hooking up to a pump waste pump 
scenario Mm -hmm. into your arsenal of things that you never thought you'd have to learn or desire to learn. And next thing you know, you're doing it for the first time ever because you've been all been using the bathroom. Oof. It's, I had a quick story about that. I rented an RV for my brother's uh, bachelor party. We could use the uh, the bathroom. And then when I was bringing it back, I was driving around. Once I got in the area, I think like a half hour out, I started looking for somewhere to dump. And I was like, I have nowhere to go. So I was like an hour late to drop the RV. And I called them and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm an hour late to drop this thing off. Where do I dump this? And they were like, oh, there's nowhere for like three miles. <laughs> So we went back and they actually agreed to call it a wash. I was like, yeah, I just, yeah. no. And they apologized. They were like, yeah, I guess that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. It's, as many days as I've woken up thinking, oh, man, the, this is a, this is a difficult trying time to really go through with your children and, and navigate as yeah. people. And we're really just trying to all stick together and, and uh, listen, really listen. I'm thinking how are you going to, drive across the United States. This is crazy. And they, and they did it. It was, it's amazing. They, 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 and their, their, (laughs) their dog wouldn't go to the bathroom. The big dog wouldn't go to the bathroom. Like three days taking him out to go to the bathroom at night on stops, going on walks, hadn't used the bathroom. They're like, is this okay? Is this bad? Finally relieved himself, took a dump in the RV and pissed all over the driver's seat. Oh, good for them. And good every for them. update video they would send us just got better and better and better. And I'm just thinking, man, you know what? The more that this kind of stuff piles on, the more of an impact <laughs> that awesome story is going to have on their kids' lives. And it's it's a good it's such a good story. They they made it. Everything got there. They're moved in. Their house looks great. They're doing their thing. And what a cool story to be able to to have to go through that going across the United States. I would love to do that now. That's so It seemed so crazy to me when they left. And now I'm thinking, oh, man, what an experience. I want an experience like that. Oh, you'll you'll get one. And then I'll remember to put a trash bag on the driver's seat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of changes... That's my weakest transition, but it's a change of location, so this works. Uh, my daughter, <laughs> Lucy, uh, graduated. You guys don't need to adjust your headphones. I say graduated preschool. Um, I didn't think I was going to be the person who got annoyed by that, but it's stupid. <laughs> it's for the kids. I know it is. I know it's for well, the kids. Well, hold on. You graduate? Um, did but she they already but graduate? He, he, here's the th- yeah, she already graduated. Here's the thing. She doesn't know what a graduation is. No, no. I had, to exp- I had to explain it to her. And she was like, okay. I was like, you're done with school. And she was like, okay. And then here's the funny thing. Because we're stuck in a stay-at-home, and we did all this graduation over Zoom. On Monday, guess what I told her? It's time for school. And you know what she didn't say? I thought I graduated. She said, okay. And we just... Watched some more videos, did some more stuff, just did some learning because I can't just deal with her running around all day. We got to do something with her. So she graduated, but it was stupid because none of it was real in any sense. Not a real graduation and not a real done with school graduation. It was just like, it was funny. I'm going to say uh, this. uh, Some of our, because Emmett's graduation is on, is, uh, is in a couple days and they're doing, we're going to go to the school. He's older. So obviously he has more exams. Oh, right. So she's not graduating in a kindergarten. 
No, the the pre K exams are, and he's in TK. Oh yeah, that's dumb. She didn't need graduation. Yeah, <laughs> she had to take the the ASATs. I don't know things. I'm thinking she's. I'm thinking you're where. No, you're one behind. Yeah, Emmett's graduating. She's gonna do into this again next year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, still ridiculous. So they're gonna they have like a parade. Usually they, they do a whole like ceremony for the kids because they get all excited about it because they're moving out of the school and you're leaving the school into kindergarten, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be a car parade kind of thing and go white, uh, wave to your teachers and stuff. But um, yeah, so we're applied to the new spot. Our application is in to the kindergarten and he's, he's excited about it, honestly. The thing he's talked about this whole quarantine is he misses like being able to like, he told me the other day, I just kind of miss like touching people and being, being able to play with people. That's like he said was his like biggest, the biggest thing he misses the most. He didn't even say kids. Mm. He said people. I miss being able to like, you know, touch people, which just shattered my heart. It just felt so bad that he just wants so bad to play with people. And yeah, we're thinking about it. And it you know, we don't go anywhere. Right. But once in a while, you got to go to the grocery store. You got to mask up or even if, even if you're so strict and you only order everything online and you go pick it up and like stay in your car and they bring it into your car and you drive home. If you're that strict, you still drove away from your house. Yeah. Henley and Emmett, like the furthest they've been from the house without being in a car is like around the block, not having seen anybody. And this is in like three and a half months. Right. You know, once in a while we get to go on for a car ride, but why take them into a place and, trust them not to touch stuff or it's a little bit it seems to be a little bit more alleviated now that it really seems to be down to like the t- a congestion the touching stuff has kind of gone down yeah, yeah the touching stuff is kind of like minimized minimized yeah. but to trust your kids you know what when it was when it was like literally be really strict because we don't know what is going on you know they hadn't didn't go anywhere they haven't even seen another they haven't seen a person in two months you know i don't trust my children in general i don't care if there's a pandemic my daughter asked me today she asked me today is a mask is a mask a same is a mask the same as a shoe and i said i think she was telling her first joke well let's hope so she said dad is a is a mask is a mask the same as a shoe and i said uh no would you want to put a shoe on your face and she goes no because then you have poop on your face I was like, okay, you were really ready with that answer. Checkmate. <laughs> she opened that door right up and I walked in. <laughs> so somebody who... It was pretty good. I was, I was like, well, that's... Okay, that's fair. Oh, you're, oper- you're operating two levels ahead of me. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well played. I didn't know you leveled up <laughs> well last night. Played. Well played. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty good. Achievement unlocked. Good girl. Yeah. (laughs) But we had to do a, uh, we had to do a pizza party for her graduation. Um, It was nine in the morning. So that was weird. You can't do pie at nine in the morning? It was so funny. Oh, we did do pie at nine in the morning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, My wife homemade some, some pizza dough and uh, we made that baby, put it in the air fryer, popped it out. It was good. I love things like, uh, and we order some pizza. This is months ago, but you order some pizza and you take a bite and you go, man, that's some good pie. And it's like, that's not pie, it's pizza. And you're like, oh, yeah. 
man, there is like a trillion things you don't know. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait till the first time you see a pie chart and you see how they section it off. Yeah. If it's a pie chart, why are they in pizza slices? Triple entendre. I, I have to go apologize to my father. <laughs> like, I got to call my dad. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> well, buddy. So, yeah, man. Um, it was good checking in with you. What? Uh, well, I have two. I actually, what, you, I have what, two things for you, really quick, before we sign off. Well, I do have a joke. Please. One, one of them is a joke. So actually, that's after you sign off. It doesn't really matter. Um, okay. Let's just delete all this and go back. But I thought, you know what? <laughs> I've been. Uh, I was obviously just because everything was going on. I thought, you know what? You know what we haven't done yet. We've talked a lot about like TV shows we liked or movies we liked or sharing movies with kids. We don't yep. really talk about yep. books that yep. we read or anything. Or, or too many books that we read, or series. Maybe a couple times, okay. but I thought it'd be cool to uh, share a book that we read this week, or I guess last week. Um, last week, we decided to just lean right in and explain equality. That was sort of our focus last week, and to see if we could just see where his mind was with that. Um, and uh, we read this book. I want to recommend this book. This book is called Last Stop on Market Street. I, I'm going to be honest, I had to stop myself a second ago from showing you the book as if you were my audience to my phone. Because <laughs> we're FaceTiming and we can see each other. Oh, good for say. you. <laughs> Look at this. Look, good for it's you. It's called Last Stop on Market <laughs> I mean, it would help with the presentation. <laughs> yeah, to <but>. you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm currently a listener <laughs> of this story. Oh, man. So it's a scholastic book. Uh, words by Matt De La Pena. Pictures by Christian Robinson. The book, again, is called Last Stop on Market Street. Um, I guess the best way to describe it is it's on the back here. CJ and his grandma take a bus ride together, discovering the beauty and wonder of their vibrant neighborhood. Basically, it's a story of this little uh, little boy and his grandma. They leave uh, church, I believe. I have, you have read this book. I yeah, have and read they, this book. And they head to... Basically, they get on book. a bus, and they ride the bus together, and they go to a soup kitchen. Uh, no spoilers. Uh, they go to a soup kitchen and and serve the people. And it's really cool because the whole time the kid's asking, like, hold on, why don't we drive a car? Hold on, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And she has such a beautiful answer for everything that the kid has a question for. And it yeah. kind of starts with, why do we have to do this? Why are we going here? None of my other friends do this. And then at the end of the book, he realizes again, oh, man, my grandma can really see the beauty in almost anything. It's a really cool story. It's pretty short. I would say this is probably for... Five to children. five to ten year olds, yeah, children, <laughs> for them to understand it a little bit. But um, right. anyway, I just wanted it's to recommend a book, book, and I thought we could recommend some the books that we like reading. But that I figured is a this really is, good book. It's a, this is a really good book. It's it's so simple in the way that it's written, but it's just it's one of those it's one of those books that you re, it's kind of like a the TV show or the album or anything that you like that you're like, man, yeah. this is so well thought out in the way that. The words really hit home when you're reading it, thinking like, "This is a fantastic book. You should you should be able to read this as a 40 year old and go, what a good message.'" <laughs> right, that's a great book. A lot of times, a lot of kids' books they take for granted that kids will just fall for rhymes and pretty colors. Exactly. Some of the best ones are exactly. And then some some other ones, you know, the stories get muddled over time. Like we all grew up with the Giving Tree, and now we're all kind of like. 
That was actually a really messed up story. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> funny something like that. We yeah, read the lo- beautiful story about like a, a giving tree that just always gave to his friend, and then you were kind of like, wait. There's never a return on this <laughs> investment. Uh, well, anyway, there you go, man. So we can we can uh, we can uh, thank you for that. Yeah, swap book recommendations and uh, and and, and uh, things of the like once in a while, which I think is which is important. And I don't know if you're like me too. You get maybe you get in the loop of reading the same book over and over, and you think I yeah. just want to read a new book. I don't even care what it is. Um, which is probably the reason why we have so many books because that's the one thing as when my wife was little, what do kids ask for all the time? Can we buy a toy today? No, we can't buy a toy every time. But if she asked for a book, her mom would always figure out a way to say yes. Mm. Substituting something out of the cart. And But if she said, can I buy a book? Yes, absolutely. Um, and we kind of follow that rule for the most part. We go look at books and if kind of just peruse the aisle. But if Emmett grabs something or, you know, Whatever, Henley grabs anything, but <laughs> but if he grabs something, you think this is yeah. a cool book. Boom, let's do it. Let's read. Read more books. So we should do more of that. That's cool. Anyway. Get us out of here, buddy. Well, thanks, pal. Uh guys, follow us at Dumb Dad Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh we've been uh silent on our pages for a while, but we're starting back up. Uh and uh yeah, we've just been follow listening. us on that and Subscribe, exactly. Uh, please uh, subscribe and review this podcast, please. Share it with uh, friends, family, whoever. Um, you got a joke for me? I got a joke for you. Go. It was in it was in one of Emmett's little workbooks we were working on today. And you had to yeah. figure out all these math equations out. And then it gave you a code yeah. to figure out the, the uh, riddle or the joke. And I thought it was good. You ready? Yep. Knock, knock. Who's there? Owl says. Owl says who? You're darn right he does. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. All right, bye. Hey, it's like my Stay drink. Safe. Not bad. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>